Now we are recording, and now I'm scarred. Yep. That's how we do it. Make sure there's no audio. One good PGM. Good. But. Yeah, we just good. Fuck? Just had to check. <laughs> do you appreciate that I turned down the volume for that? Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> I was about to do that. I saw the look on your face, like, I know, I know he's about coming. to do. I know it's coming. I know, so you're like bracing. I'm like, no, nah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Like that. Okay, rolling in three, two. What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV related news and topics. I'm your host, Anthony King. And as usual, on my left is my co-host, Adrian. And of course, sitting in control room is our technical director, Michael Cards. Hello. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good, pretty, pretty warm. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's starting to actually cool down now. It's it's starting like we're starting to feel the effects of it getting a little bit colder. Yeah, like it, it's, it's starting... not there yet, yeah, it's not but there, it's but... not as bad. Could be colder. It could always be colder. <laughs> it's nice. It's a it's a nice couple temperature drop. Yeah, it's definitely doable. It's definitely doable. Speaking of doable, you know what is doable? What a possible good movie that doesn't involve a studio. <laughs> I still feel like. Not all studio studio involvement is bad, but lately, I mean, I think the biggest argument you're talking about and the biggest issue you have is with Warner Brothers and their fucking involvement in director's choices. And that's because tonight, everyone, we just got to let you know we're going through the full topic of theatrical cut versus director's cut. Now, this is something we accidentally been talking about in the last couple of podcasts, and I think we didn't actually tonight sit down and really talk yes. about the topic of what is the difference between a director's version of a film and what's a studio's version of film, which usually is called a theatrical cut? Yes. Now, what's funny is, there's a whole funny thing that people's going to find out right now is, this is something we've been on camera talking for the last couple of times. Mm -hmm. We literally have this discussion at least once a week for the last, I don't know, six years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is usually like a hot topic yeah, we go yes, over. It that's, is a really hot topic. It, the, we, that's all we talk about at yeah. the time. So. <laughs> Well, I think it's all we all slightly have different opinions. Yeah, we've we've I mean, it comes down to the art versus business art versus business. It's the biggest concept. Yeah. And and this is also due to the fact that in recent news, I saw I read an article. I need to find that again. But the um, one of the producers for the original Suicide Squad talked about from his point of view um, when they were first test screening for the actual um original like work print cut for the rough cut for um well i guess it was just like the test audience version mm -hmm. for yeah. suicide squad the first they, one yeah they had air david ayer's version and they had their version that they edited and apparently both of them tested about the evenly with test audiences so their stupid ass decision was to mix the two which i don't know why you would do that yeah yeah, yeah. like why would you do that in the first place I, it's i <laughs> It might have been stupid math, like, well, mm -hmm. they got a five and a five. <laughs> so let's <Yeah>. make a ten. <laughs> that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's typical math. Yeah. You don't need a you don't need a, a financial expert. But then this usually eventually gets into the discussion of which one is usually better, the studio cuts version or a director's cut. Like which one okay, so what size would you guys be on? Which one would you rather prefer, like a studio's version or a director's version? 
Okay, it's okay. This is a really tricky uh-huh. because we have a few films, for examples, that like yes, because the studio, uh, I mean, the director got full, you know, either control or they got you know their release. Mm-hmm. It came out better than the studio version. Mm-hmm. But I think this is just such a small number compared to the actual ones out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, you know, I mean, the big one, Suicide. I mean, uh, not Suicide Squad. Uh, uh, Justice League. Mm-hmm. Most recent, like now, say most recent, but one of the more recent ones. Yeah, you have you know the studio version, which sucked, sucked ass. Then you have the Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder's, which was a lot better. Yeah. Um, then you have like the recent ones, like the Suicide Squad, where the original one, the studio had heavy involvement, and the more recent one, uh, the studio had less involvement, let the director do their own thing, mm-hmm. came out a lot better. Uh, but to me personally. It, it not not I don't I don't like giving the director full control. I don't like that. No, mm-hmm. no. Because we're dealing with the artist. <laughs> the artist wants their thing to be perfect or what they see in their mind. So you're saying that there needs to be there obviously needs to be some sort of art aspect to a film. Yes. But there also needs to be a person to be like, hey, do you really need that? Like Yeah. Because imagine this. Martin Scorsese. If you gave him full control, of film, oh my no god. involvement, oh, yeah. that movie would be six hours long. Six, yes. seven hours long. Oh my god. And I feel like they gave him some measure of freedom with the Irishman. Oh yes. yeah, definitely. definitely. Oh, no, That's that- what Netflix is known for. They're known for giving directors absolute freedom. Yeah. And look what we got out of it. <laughs> no, there's a reason why studios like, okay, we got to cut this down a little bit. You know, yes, they, they fuck that up sometimes by mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. But the, come on. When a director wants, you know, makes a six-hour movie, of course you want to condense that down to two and a half hours. I think like the issue you're having is which one's more important, the art or the business? That, that's See, that fine line. Just I like, know, like that like, fine line. That's hard. See? That's See? hard. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> which one's more important, the art or the business? <laughs> Oh man, that's tough. That's tough. <laughs> business. I'll say that one right. You'll there. say business. business. I'll say business more important, at least to me. You yeah. you have to make money. Yeah, you, you got to make, make money, money to make your next project. You have to make money, but how much money do you have to be making? <sighs> Obviously, studios pay for mm-hmm. marketing, mm-hmm. which old school method was mm-hmm. what TV programs, yeah, yeah. Uh, radio, newspaper. radio, newspaper. Mm-hmm. That was old school. New yeah. one is now online, mm-hmm. which means the studios pay, uh, you know, whatever YouTube channels going on to you know, yeah. promote that, you know, to promote that person mm-hmm. uh, or promote that movie, and they kind of do some kind of collaboration. I mean, you don't have to strict yourself like so bare thin. I'm not talking about every film studio needs to be like so goddamn broke where, you know, they're barely struggling. But there's plenty of studios like A24 where they're still at a respectable level. God, yeah. I love And they're that still studio. fucking high financed. Yeah. But they're not out there just to fucking, you know, grab. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Okay. But yeah. I think the, the way they're I see different it, though. Yeah. The way I see it is A21. Uh, A24. 24. Yeah. Sorry. I know. I always forget to. <laughs> um, they're the new kids on the block. They're the new. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're the new. They're the new hip. You know, they're changing. To me, they're changing the entire game of film. Yeah, the yeah. film uh, uh, business aspect of it. Mm-hmm. They're changing it all. Up. It's more of like a, a refreshing side of film. Yeah. Yes. So to me, like I said, a twenty-four. The new kids on you know the new kids on the block. The new ones oh, okay. changing that time industry versus the. Old school Universal, NBC, NBC Universal, yeah. um, you know, Sony, mm-hmm. where they used to the old methods of how to promote a film. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, yeah. throwing money out there and, mm-hmm. you know, 
trying to force you into watching this movie. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the things that do the help with um, A24 is they make a lot of deals with, you know, streaming services to get their films onto, you know, spread out to a wider grand audience. Yeah. But what I'm saying yeah. is that's, that's the whole new mm-hmm. way Format. of marketing. Yeah, that is. It's a whole new yeah. way of marketing. That's, that's just recent in the last, like, mm-hmm. what, five, five, ten years? Yeah, yeah. So the whole thing versus the other, you know, the older mm-hmm. studios, they stuck to a, a plan that's been useful for the last, what, 70 years, 80, mm-hmm. 80 years? You know, newspaper, TV, radio. That's mm-hmm. what they know. This new one, obviously, they can hire the right people to handle online, mm-hmm. internet. That's where it's at right now. And that's the thing. It's like now it's at the point where a lot of these studios can have mass amounts of marketing for cheaper prices than it used to be because mm-hmm. they get on a wider spread platform. Yeah. yeah. But they're still using a lot of old expensive methods. They, a lot of times they're still out there hiring a lot of marketing agencies that really don't need to be in business. No. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm you not can gonna just hire like you know your own small marketing team in house to yeah, do I, all that for you. I'm not gonna watch a movie because it's on Doritos bag. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna get me to want to be like, oh wow, yeah. But apparently, Star Lord's on Doritos. Apparently, there's still like figures that people talk about where that helps. I those are just the companies saying that. <laughs> I know that you're not getting the actual, yeah. you know, the focus group. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're not getting that. You're getting people who spend the money to like, no, it, don't trust me. It worked. It worked. <laughs> now give me another 10 million and we'll, and we'll promise it works. Mm. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yeah, but you heard about um, this where A24 is potentially going to be sold off for that a possible buyout. Yeah. That makes me sad. Apparently Apple TV is one of the contenders. Ugh. Uh, I, I, okay. I, I'm So how would you feel about like A24, you know, exclusive content, like basically being exclusive Apple TV content? I have to purchase an Apple TV account. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna hate it. I'm not gonna do it. No. <laughs> I there's been a couple of programs that I do want to watch are on Apple TV. Yeah, I mean there are I'm like a few apparently like, suitor buyers that are interested, mm-hmm. and we still don't know if the deal is actually gonna go through. Well, I, okay. One thing that we don't know is how they're gonna handle the company mm-hmm. because they could just still let them do their own thing yeah. and still make them money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's why I feel like a lot of distributors should be doing that. It's just letting them do their own thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. which it works. Okay, it works great for uh, studios. Mm-hmm. If you just let them do, you know, especially something like A24. Yeah. You know, someone that's done, you know, a good amount of films. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so you let them do their own thing. They should handle fine. When it comes to film, it's a different story. Because like I said, back to like, you know, making a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you give a director, producer just full power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you're going to get a four-hour movie or you're going to get <laughs> this uh, sometimes over-the-top art house film because a director wants to like... Are you talking about... Are you worried about like Dogville happening up again? Yes. And worried about <laughs> That's this. what you're worried about, Dogville? Because Nolan is almost at that line. You got to admit, at times, that guy is just tr- like treading that line. <laughs> Dogville with Nolan? No, no. Okay, because Nolan likes to do the whole... You know, you really have to think about the film. You really have to. Oh yeah. Like the like any film that Christopher Nolan touches always has to be a thought topic. Yes. Yeah. And he's, to be doesn't like he's just like threading that that <laughs> line. He's not crossing it, but he's just there. But yeah. he does it in a very entertaining yes. way. Yes. Yeah. But imagine if you let him do no new interference. Just let him do his thing. We're gonna get some film. All of a sudden, like, what the hell did we just watch? <laughs> It's like now we all know about nuclear fission. <laughs> we'll get some kind of film about time travel or some 
changing the laws of physics and we're all sitting there going what the Some hell weird did we shit that's going on that you just the concept just goes way over everyone's yes. head i don't know i still feel like he'll be on this respectable level but yeah i do see your fears of yeah there would be certain directors who would just push it way too far that should not be you know done mm-hmm. yeah yeah but however we're talking about like major blockbuster studios who are already invested with directors it's not like we're talking about like small independent yeah. directors because these usually the shit you're talking about yeah. you can only get away with like on the smallest level like you know distributors and you yeah. know studios but i'm talking about like when you get huge manager studios like warner brothers disney and they're like hey we're gonna hire this guy because he won this many oscars and you know this many awards and we're gonna meddle the fucking his shit and just cut it to bits because you know we think our sh- we know better i mean like uh see, warner brothers is i mean this is not just them yeah no no it's not just them i mean every major studio mm-hmm. does this yeah it's, yeah there is not a single movie that has been touched by the studio mm-hmm. doesn't matter how much they claim that the director had full control they mm-hmm. you know the studio's always gonna meddle because um, they'll they'll sell it as yeah director had full control until the editing process yeah till post-production post-production editing marketing you know not even that but even during production itself mm-hmm. or even pre-production a lot of times it's when you you know you submit the script you know they say you know you know what uh add two more care add another character mm-hmm. that that guy needs a best friend mm-hmm. i don't want him alone i was trying to look up uh with uh kingdom of heaven who, yes. who Ooh, was the distributor yeah. for that and yeah that was warner brothers as well <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ when was that so, movie made uh that was yeah 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 okay. back in 2005 so for those of you who don't know Kingdom of Heaven is a really Scott film that came out in 2005. And when it was first theatrical release, it was without, it was mixed, either mixed reviews or usually negative reviews. It came out pretty bad. People didn't really like the film. So when they gave really Scott the chance to release the film for his actual director's cut, it happened to have been such a great improvement. It's basically regarded the director's cut as the greatest director's cut of all time. <laughs> The way they cut up in a theatrical bit and reconstructed a storyline, it just it didn't make sense. It really didn't make sense. Like I said, there are times when the studio, you know, obviously they get involved, mm-hmm. uh, or the studio wants certain things in a film. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, sometimes it messes it up. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Kingdom of Heaven, big. That's a big. I probably the, the biggest example of the studio meddling. Um, what was it? There was a couple other ones they did that with uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. There are seven different versions. Oh, so God, uh, I don't six. know if that's too much of. See, that's the thing that it no, gets a little no, no, weird the, the, with the, the, Blade the Runner. Some, no, the original release release was uh, studio interference. Straight. That was uh, studio changing that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other releases after that, it was just all <laughs> between like, I guess whoever held on to it. I'm not sure why there's so many other releases, but yeah. So there are seven different versions of Blade Runner. The original Blade Runner. Yeah, the original Blade Runner. So I actually have a list right here because <laughs> that's something I definitely wanted to talk about. Yeah. So you have the first U.S. Bro- oh, not the first, but you have the U.S. broadcast version that came out in 1986. So this one came out for a CBS Saturday Night movie teaser. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then afterwards, you get the San Diego sneak peek version, which you know originally came out in 1982 before the actual theatrical release version of the film. So, 
it's basically the same version, but there's like some bonus scenes in there that, you know, they basically cut out because, you know, when you got that time between the sneak peek and, you know, the actual theatrical release, they're like, okay, mm -hmm. what needs to stay? What needs to go just to hit like a runtime? Was that just like an audience? Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, so, you know how like, you know, they kind of what we do now, like with Comic-Con and stuff where yeah. you're like, hey, you know, here's, you know, Batman v Superman. We're going to show you like fucking the first 15 minutes, shit like that. That's what they used to do. But they used to have actual, it was like almost like your early premiere access to it. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Following that, you got the actual US theatrical release, which, you know, that was with a lot of the studio interference. Yeah. And then you got the international theatrical release. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, it contains the same voice narration by Harrison Ford and the same happy ending that was forced in the theatrical version. But it contains the graphic scenes that in some way make the storyline more compelling. <laughs> Which apparently it just it was just something that they added a little bit extra to. And then you can't forget about the work print that was pre-released to the theatrical release. And it was basically like promoted. It was only in two theaters, um, a Dallas theater and a theater in I think Colorado, somewhere in Colorado. Yeah. So it was Denver and Dallas. So it was advertised as the director's cut but it wasn't approved by really scott ah. so really they were trying to cash on his name yeah so well not i don't know if it was trying to cash on his name i think it was more of the studio trying to do like early test screenings but they were claiming it like yeah this is you know the director's vision when it really wasn't because you know it wasn't through his approval mm. so and it's just all it really was was just the work print it was just so if you guys don't know the work print is usually just a rough cut it's like an outline structure of yeah. your film normally it's just a straight up raw yeah no uh as minimal editing as possible as minimal no visual effects usually is added to that kind of yeah. stuff um most popular one that i saw was the x-men origins one before it was released they actually had a you know a leaked out yeah a lot know, of yeah. a lot of these films are just uh, are legally mm -hmm. leaked out mm -hmm. uh you can find them really almost anywhere yeah which that one is pretty interesting it was a pretty funny one i gotta check that one out. yeah just, well the only one i've seen was the hulk the hulk yeah or hulk i think it was called mm -hmm. i saw that one that was really odd yeah but these films can like they can be about four to five hours sometimes yes because it's just really the rough outline of all the footage that they really liked and all the scenes that they liked mm. so they kind of put it into like a long structure storyline and then you know they'll cut the shit out of it and condense it to like a two-hour film that's how it usually goes yeah. so then in 1999 oh sorry no in 1992 you get the director's cut which was you know Rita scott's actual approved director's cut version and then in 2007, you get the final cut, which is basically like apparently the grand masterpiece of like his final, final vision of everything composed for all his thoughts on Blade Runner and the universe and stuff. Seven different pieces to this movie. They're really driving home the uh, the nuts of James Cameron. <laughs> no, no, this is really Scott. Oh, really Scott. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah, it's. We're just lucky this is the only movie <laughs> that we know of, at least, mm -hmm. that has this many cuts. Yeah, I don't think there's any film that I, didn't, I, I can think of that has this many versions to it. I mean, most versions we see is maybe two, maybe three, mm -hmm. maxed out. Mm -hmm. But come on, not this many. See, I just kind of want to get my hands on all the versions, though, and just kind of force Mike just to sit down and watch. 
I hate you. <laughs> back to back. Back to back nonstop. God. You got this, man. God, that's, that's a whole weekend. I'm pretty sure like one version of these is probably like four to five hours long. God damn it. You could do it. Get some coffee and you in. That's all you need. <laughs> no, man. Pack meals for, for a whole weekend. <laughs> I had to watch all these. <laughs> That's a 48-hour journey. Mm. All to, And what's going to change is like four or five scenes that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Look, he picked up a penny this time. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys something. Is there any like theatrical cuts you can think of that are actually better than a director's cut? Well, that's a problem that we don't get many. Yeah. Uh, I mean, more recently, we get the whole, you know, the actual director's cut. And mm-hmm. let's be honest, I'll say they're all pretty much better than the theatrical. Would any romance movie count? I mean, it's a movie. Okay. All right. Uh, is there is there like a director's cut for like a romance film? The Terminal? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> If there's one for the notebook, the I need to see. House. Oh, shit. <laughs> you imagine that shit? Director's cut. Oh, my God. Dude, I I don't know. We really don't get director's cut for other than action and horror. That's about it. Yeah. And sci-fi. And sci-fi. And sci-fi. Yeah. yeah, sci-fi is usually known for Because, I mean, what director's cut are you going to use for a... Uh... For comedy or... Mm. Yeah. Well, I do have this apparent list. It's five films that had better theatrical cuts than... The director's cuts. Ooh, all right. Let's run it through. So, Donnie Darko. Uh, have you guys seen the actual director's cut? I yes. Have, yeah, yeah. I have not. I have seen it. It's. Did you? Did you like it? Actually, I don't think that's really a case, though. It's better or not? To me, it's. You know, I'll say yeah. I I, okay, I can say this. I can say definitely say if you watched the theatrical version of Donnie Darko and you watch the director's cut of Donnie Darko, you won't feel much of a difference. No, that's exactly what I'm thinking right now. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I don't know yeah, any yeah, difference. Yeah. Because I watched it on, I think it was on Netflix at one point, mm-hmm. the, the director's cut. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get mm-hmm. the difference. Yeah. See, I think that's also something, yeah, and also we haven't considered of, yeah, there is that middle ground too of what the fuck is the really difference? Because have you seen those director's cuts where it's like, why? Yes. Dude, I used to buy those things. <laughs> I used to, ba- before Blu-rays, the DVDs. Yeah. I used to buy like director's cut DVDs. Mm-hmm. You still have the director's cut for Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I have not watched that one. And, uh, no, no. You have the ultimate extended yes. edition mm-hmm. so it's of like, Watchmen. It's the raw footage of just yeah. the scenes. Green screen and all. <laughs> I mean, not that. It's like the... It's just Jack Snyder playing with toys. Yeah, at this point. You just hear him go, pew, pew, pew. Oh, there's so many unnecessary scenes in that one. Uh, I mean, I read... And the, you, you haven't seen it, right? No, I read yeah. the comic book that's inside of it. So <sighs> I got that far. <laughs> and, I like mean, I said, it is... That, I can say, is a chore. That is a, a chore. It is. All right. Mm-hmm. But this Terminator 2... Was it? Yeah, Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen the, I definitely have seen the, the, the extended director's version. Mm-hmm. I have seen that one. Um, again, it doesn't add much to it <laughs> other than a dog yelping and, oh no, wait, there is a scene that does make a difference. What, what makes a difference? The scene where Sarah Connor is having a dream with, uh, with, what's his name, Reese? Oh yeah, Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese, yes. She's having a, dr- there's a dream sequence 
where the actor comes back and actually talks to her for like a solid two minutes. Yeah, that does nothing for me. No. I mean, I'm a fan of the franchise, so yes, it worked for me. <laughs> God. You're like, absolutely, that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah, I think Terminator is also something where I could definitely say, see, I think this is now falling more into the category of like, is it really necessary to even do the director's cut for these versions? Yeah. No. And if it's going to be on par. So this is where I'm also going to loop back to. If it's on fucking par yeah. with the director's cut, why interfere in the first place and hire that extra editor? Dude, they got money to spend. <laughs> you got someone that was convinced. If you're getting, and that's where it even goes back to what I'm thinking about is... They have, I think they were probably already mad that they already hired the editor for um, Suicide Squad for David Ayers. Yeah. Between the theatrical cut and David Ayers cut. I think they were already upset that, well, we already hired this fucking editor to do, do our version. So, you know, we're not going to let it go to waste. I, okay. And they just blend the two together. And it's I like, think, if you're getting the same reception, like, why, why bother in the first place? Okay. In this case with Terminator, yeah. I think it's just because James Cameron. That's it. James Cameron. James Cameron guess what james cameron wants <laughs> james cameron do what james cameron gonna do yes that's exactly what happened and i think it's just james cameron just going up there and just whipping it out and going i want my movie <laughs> what if it's just the uh um, i want my three scenes pretty what, much like i want the scenes put in there yeah what if it's like the south park james cameron where it's like james cameron doesn't do it for james cameron james cameron does it because james yeah. cameron knows james cameron can do but, it in the first place, like if you got James Cameron, you know he's gonna be a boss on a fucking film. Yes. Why cut those three scenes in the first place if you oh. wanted them? Okay. Two of the scenes <laughs> were ex- it didn't make it didn't yeah, make it as doesn't, a story. Like I said, I I get it. It doesn't make one sense. One scene was taken out simply because the audience couldn't handle it. Was the dog no, yelping. I was about to say the dog yelping. Yeah. Because he kills the dog. And at that time That was uh, frowned upon. Two things were frowned upon. Kids holding guns, which that's why uh, John Connor never holds a gun in the, the second film. Mm-hmm. Or he ha- handles it and then just gives it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't actually fire it because it was a huge controversy back then. Secondly, you never hurt the dog, ever. You kill the kids, but don't hurt the dog. Yeah. Like, don't don't give it that second death or like that. Uh... Yeah. That's why in, in Independence Day, the dog lives. <laughs> Everyone dies, but the dog lives. That dog fucking made it. And then Star Wars, which... That is usually everyone's gripe about. See, this is also an aspect where we also need to discuss is there's no such thing as just, you know, the theatrical version and the, you know, the final cut version or the, you know, director's cut version. Mm -hmm. You also get stuff that's called special editions. (laughs) Now, George Lucas was notorious for this, of creating special editions for his films and constantly updating it. Okay, one thing that, okay, you got to admit this, even as an artist, mm-hmm. as a writer, uh, anyone that does any type of creative work, an artist is never, their art is never finished. Mm-hmm. They're never happy with their final product, never. Yeah. Because you always want to add to it. You want to, you know, once you're done with it, you're like, well, maybe if I change one thing, it'll be better. Then <laughs> if you go back at, you know, I want to change another thing. Mm-hmm. George Lucas is the exact same way. He was held back by, you know, the, uh, you know, technology standards will be back at, was it, 77? Yeah. Dude, when the 90s rolled around, he wanted those CGI rocks. <laughs> he needed those CGI rocks 
covering R2. Yes. <sighs> that was fucking important. He needed those extra stormtroopers in the back. He needed those small things. I think I need to pull up that video now just so we can have reference for people to look up. The extra stones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like I said, it's, as fans, we always fight about what's it called uh, with George Lucas meddling with, you know, with his work. But at the same time, this is a guy that loves his work and he just wants mm -hmm. to update it. Guaranteed. If we gave him the power, he'll still update the hell out of it. Uh, I'll find this. I'll definitely right find there. this. Oh, yeah. Here he goes. So, oh, here's just a full video that we'll put up for you guys to watch. But it's the comparison and all the changes that he has from the original Nahuatl, oh. which he updates. Now, some yeah. of it definitely makes sense, like, yeah. you know, with Jabba the Hutt and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, See, so it's a lot of, like, special edition shots and a lot of, like, special effects added. So they're adding shit that he wanted to do. Yeah. Like I said, at times, it, I think it was just that a product of his time that mm -hmm. he didn't have the stuff that he wanted. Mm -hmm. But to do shit but like- we're talking about this, this. right here. Like, oh why my, is this necessary? Oh my God. Like, why is that necessary? To show the uh, the fear of hiding behind something. Instead of just being under something. Why do those extra boulders matter? Because they do. <laughs> George Lucas loves those. I don't know. He's just. But you know what? Fuck it. It's his passion. It's his dream. It's his vision. Like I said, it's all about the artist. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, you're, you as yourself, I guarantee we finish one film. You're not going to be happy with it. No matter oh, what. Oh, no, mm -hmm. no. Hell no. You'll never, never be happy with yeah. it. You're gonna, and I, I guarantee, let's say we, we shoot a film. We put it away for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Fuck it, 20 years. We put it away and we bring it out again. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to like, maybe I should re-edit it and add a couple more scenes to it. <laughs> you know what? I need to CGI this in there. Like, we need to start all over. Like, I'm going to need a fresh crew <laughs> to be able to handle the towels. But, yeah. I mean, but I, I'm not saying I have problems with special editions. Yeah. I'm just using notoriously with like George Lucas of why he has stupid scenes like this for special editions. I do agree with special editions. Yes. But I do have huge disagreements when you have theatrical cut versions that interfere and make films worse from the actual original director's cut. Mm -hmm. It's now I know sometimes yeah. directors are actually okay with this. We're like, you know, well, we, it's a business, so you know, we make the theatrical version just to appease the client. But you know, eventually we'll like to go back and you know, finally finish I, our masterpiece. But it's like, it's again, I think it's the artists themselves, or mm -hmm. they think they're being clever by adding, you know, by extending the scene with two people talking. Mm -hmm. Like I said, uh, what's it called? The Snyder Cut of yeah. uh, uh, what's we just talked about it too. Uh, Watchmen. Yeah, they said the extra scene was just two people talking that led nowhere. Mm -hmm. To Polly, to him, it's like this is a, a moment of the film. To the rest of us, like, what the yeah. hell is this? Get back to the actual plot. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. Sometimes we we really have to get in the head of the artist mm -hmm. to get what was going on. <laughs> but at the end of the day, they're supposed to entertain us. I mean, that's the whole point of a movie. <laughs> We're supposed to be entertained. I'm not, I don't want to sit there and really ponder on this conversation. <laughs> it just, you really have to make sure that the test screen audience you're working with is actually being honest with you and letting you know whether the film is actually hot shit garbage or not. Because that's what I'm wondering, because they always claim that it's been test greened and you're like, yeah, raving reviews. People love this. It's like, really? Did people really like it though? I mean, 
I honestly, I don't know how that, I don't know how that process works or at least how we're told how it works. I don't know how that does, but as for maybe a stupid conspiracy theory, they may be bringing in the group of the people they're appeasing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So nope. like, Suicide Squad, they might have brought a bunch of teenagers in there to watch it. Mm -hmm. But I, I like I have been t to test screenings yeah. where I have given my input on whether or not the film has been bad or not. Or maybe they took the papers and like, whoops. Yeah, <laughs> like just like. Just kind of shuffled it a little oh, bit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, they failed the shredder. My yeah. Like, oh, like, yeah, these ones are good. Yeah. Like, yeah, all the review answers are in this envelope, but you'll never get it. It's like, yeah, you know, Drop we had about behind. like 80 bad reviews and four good reviews. So yeah, these four good reviews, people really fucking love this. We don't know what happened to those other 80 reviews. Jesus. It's, I don't know. It's maybe, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> things, maybe they do that. Maybe they don't. I don't know. It's just like, but you'll think like, if you got more actually negative reviews, like, hey, let's go back to the editing board and kind of figure this shit out so we don't get a huge financial loss from word of mouth. Or they already spent their money and that's it. Uh, <laughs> like, oh fuck, we're fucked. Like I understand why certain films can get away with like franchises like Transformers. Like who gives a fuck if the movie's gonna be good or not? We put Transformers on it, people are gonna go see it. Yeah. yeah. But you're, you're not getting that with every film. Like not everyone knew originally who the Suicide Squad was in the first place and not everyone was going to be faithful for you know the next one coming into and that's why everyone was glad that it felt there was way less studio involvement yeah i mean it's like can you imagine seeing like a director's cut for the newest one for this uh, i mean i honestly i think with david ayer we got what we were supposed to see mm -hmm. maybe maybe two scenes <laughs> that were extended by like one minute like he said who knows who knows i think that's honestly with him i think that's what we get Mm -hmm. uh like i said when you get equal testing oh, sorry. i sorry i said david here yeah. i mean uh james gunn james gunn yeah. sorry uh the david air one okay maybe i don't know <laughs> yeah but like with that one it'd be like i said if you get equal testings just kind of stick with the one that is the original so you're like hey at least you know this is this guy's version yeah uh, yeah but i mean we have studio involvement it's like mm -hmm. they already had their mind set on one thing <laughs> So, I mean, they could possibly be doing those mind tricks where like, nah, the other people like it. <laughs> because the one I always think about is, um, what's that Disney movie? Uh, John, is it John, John Carter? Carter? John Carter. Yeah. Uh -huh. Which supposedly they said it tested well. They tested yeah, great. Like, how? Liars. How? 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 I don't know. How many of those people were pulled in with their children? No, no. It was, I think they brought it. Like I said, I don't know. Maybe they brought in you know, uh, science science fiction nerds to watch mm -hmm. it. But look at that. Yeah. It cost, dude, it didn't even make half its money. No, no, it did not. It did not. How much did it make? The budget was about 306 million. Ooh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And their box office was 284 million. Oh. And for those of you who don't know, you have to actually double the amount because your actual budget doesn't include for marketing fees yeah. which that actually is about half the cost of what you yes. put into a film studio is supposed to make double as a producer you're supposed to make triple mm -hmm. the amount uh just so you gotta understand the math it's you make uh what you spent what you earned and then profit mm -hmm. so it's studio just need to make double produces triple mm -hmm. but that is like but that's something it's like if you 
And I, I get it. Like, you, you already put 300 mil. Yeah. But fuck, man. Because they're they writing on a franchise. That yeah. They were holding, yeah. they were hoping for a franchise. And it's like, was nope. it really worth the hit? Was it really, really worth it? It was not. It was not. It was, again, I'm not sure. Like, sometimes, like I said, it came down, like I said before, like a while back, mm-hmm. when a studio sees, you know, it worked one time, it's got to work again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that whole mentality of, you know, it's next time, next time. Uh, gambler's addiction. That's what it is right there. Gambler's addiction. I think that's the best analogy where it's like, <laughs> this next one. This next one's going to be the one. I promise you. This is the next one's going to be the one. God. I can see that. Like a lot of executive producers kind of being like gambling addiction to them. Yeah. Like it's going to pay out. Like it next is time. high stakes. Like filmmaking is high yeah. stakes, high mm-hmm. reward. Yeah. So like this next one. No, I'm, I'm sorry. We lost, we lost 50 million, but I promise the next one will be 200 it's million. It's going to hit. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys something with this. I think because we're kind of like you still kind of agree more with the, you know, theatrical cut versions, whatever the studio wants to make best for their money. Mm-hmm. I'm still a bit more aboard with actual director's cut. Just fuck it. Stop interviewing. Just let them. Like take if you're gonna get a director for his actual vision that you know works, just fucking let him do his shit. Mm-hmm. Where do you draw the line, right? Oh boy, I want to say. See, it's difficult. Mm. It's like Adrian was talking about. It's like that fine line, but I would probably say theatrical. 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 I would say theatrical just because it's the first moment that I'm watching. Until I can actually say the director's final cut. Because, I mean, look at this way. Lord of the Rings is my favorite film. Mm -hmm. And how many times have I watched it on the unextended version, the theatrical version, the only one that at the time existed? Uh And I was like, yeah, this is fucking amazing. Extended version. (laughs) Director's cut, I guess you could say. It doesn't really technically count as director's cut. But kinda, still, kinda it, it kind of, but kind of is because it's like the extended it's, director's cut because it works so well. Yeah. Still, the first time that it's like there's no need for it. But I get I when Lord of the Rings is one of the ones it was like yes, you can agree that the extended version is probably better. Mm-hmm. At the same time, no one's gonna sit in a theater for that long. I don't no. think anybody has like the capability of doing that. Yeah, so that's another one where it does draw the lines like oh, yeah it's better but you can kind of see the yeah. studio's like idea for that like but, i said i mean as much as we want to complain about you know all the studio got involved in you know the they meddled their hands mm-hmm. well i mean we, we look we this causes me to jump back to, to a24 mm-hmm. who i didn't even know until today until you guys read it off where there is no studio that owns them what a24 does is they fucking hustle so yeah they go to a lot of distributors and a lot of different off distributors who try to get deals yeah. for a lot of the streaming service to be yeah. spread out through a lot of platforms but they and still they also have... get you know fiat limited theatrical leases for the stuff but what really helps them and sells because this is what's this is what is getting people like crazed about like them possibly being sold off for about like 2.5 to 3 billion dollars is they were they first came out in 2008 mm-hmm. for them to be able to sell themselves off for that much 
that quickly. That quickly means that they are a fucking powerhouse. They're a powerhouse because early, there's no studio early. stepping in in the post production that fast. It okay. It again without you I, know using a major fucking motion picture distributor. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Again, it's it's one of those things where I said it's their A24 is the new kids on the block. They're a they reinvented the way how to do films mm-hmm. to me at least that's what i believe creatively yeah. creatively i think they reinvented yes. the entire the the entire business yes because they're not stuck in the old ways no i mean you know like i said when when it comes to studios unfortunately i think they follow a you know a format that worked for the last it lasts for 80 years mm-hmm. newspaper film i mean newspaper tv radio that's it mm-hmm. you know then you stick on to merchandising you know things like that a24 is more I says more modern where they know where to where their market their uh, movies you know on the internet uh how to properly you know on streaming mm-hmm. you know they just know how to do it I mean uh you're not seeing you know uh a24 movies like I said earlier you know on bags of chips you're not seeing them on mm-hmm. you know uh billboards because they know that they're not shooting for the movies that are looking to be popular. They're shooting movies that's just like, hey, I got an idea. Cool, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, they're going for the ideas, but what they allow themselves to do is they allow these films to be heavily spread the word to mouth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I mean, uh, one, I mean, th- what they did, they did Jordan Peele's movies. Yeah, and that's, I mean, because the same, def- it's because their word of mouth effect is basically how the same got the same effect for Deadpool. Yes. Deadpool spread heavily through word of mouth the first yeah. one. Yes. Very little marketing like said, was put uh, into it. Yeah, like, I'm saying like uh, movies like Us. Um, I mean, the most recent one, Green Knight. Mm-hmm. The way they're marketing it to mm-hmm. me, it's still marketed great mm-hmm. because they know how to market to the audience. They just know how to do it. They know that people are online, so they market heavily online versus the studio just everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like in your face. Yeah. Like on the studio, on the billboard, on the side of this bus, yeah. on these bags of chips, on these popcorns, on these lifesavers, on this fucking Trojan condom that you're about to put on. <laughs> like, oh, wow, look, at that's the Green Knight. Hey, <laughs> I, condom marketing is actually a good marketing if you can do it right. Like the one biggest thing that I enjoyed from the film um, The Devil Inside Me, which terrible film, by the way, oh, but no. great marketing was they put their movie ads on condoms. They had sold their own kind of version for condoms really quick. Was there it called know. The Devil Inside You? Yeah. Well, it was basically just saying, just like, don't like bring birth to like a, like a Satan born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen some good marketing in you know, clever ways like that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like says with A24, they're marketing how they run their business. It's just unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to me, very modern. Ex- mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly to our era of, you know, how it is now. Mm-hmm. They're not stuck to an old way, an old method, an old, you know, guideline. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, that's going to be, they're going to really help change the system and change the ways a lot of how films are going to be marketed now. And it's going to really, see, that's why I really hope that even if they get bought off, you can still get, you know, high quality content A24 films yes. that can really help a lot of smaller independent studios really change the way they film. So it's yeah. a lot, you know, more like, I think it's not the issue is like, we need like less blockbusters. We need more independent studios creating more films like that. Yeah, that's okay. Yes, we need more of that. Mm-hmm. We need but at the same more. time, they need more financing to get onto those levels. Yeah. And there needs to be a lot more open financing for films. 
what every studio unfortunately is still stuck in their old old ways mm -hmm. is when you sell or distribute a movie you that's you know you stick to one person one company and one company only that's it you're not allowed to expand outward you're not allowed to work with the competitors mm -hmm. a24 is like whoever wants it could get it yeah you know hbo wants it they could have one movie if netflix wants another movie they could have that one if of mm -hmm. uh, uh, Apple, whatever, like they, they're, like, yeah. they just sell to you know, not they're, not say whoring themselves out, but they're they're hustling. Yes, the hustling. They're, they're hustling. They're they're putting in the work. Yeah, and they're like, okay, if you want this movie, you can have this movie. You know, they're doing all that stuff. Yeah. Studios in the hands, like, no, you have to do with this one group, and that's it. Yeah. You know, they, they try and do a target audience that they yeah. want to milk the most out of. Mm -hmm. And yeah. 24 is like, yeah, we made this movie. Well, a lot of Check those studios out. have now their own streaming platform. Yeah, but that that's yeah. that's where that becomes a problem. Into, yeah. Is where they get greedy. It's like, no, you got to come to me. Yeah, I'm the gatekeeper. You got to come to me to mm -hmm. watch this one movie. God. And so, I say, at least for 824, we know that we we don't know where the movies are going to end up ever. Mm -hmm. We just right. don't know. But now they might be. I mean, if Apple would be one of the suitors to buy them out, yeah, that's becomes be, whole you know, Apple TV but then, exclusive. Like I said, but there's one. The the greatest thing about this industry is there's always gonna be another independent studio coming out somewhere yeah. somewhere else. There yeah. will be another A24 at one point. Yeah. A25. <laughs> A27. A52. So Bingo. There will, there will be another person, another company coming out, do the exact same thing. And I guarantee this is gonna be a trend that's gonna happen with other studios where they're gonna, you know, not lock themselves up with one, it just starts distributing everywhere. Because that to me is a smart move. Yeah, yeah. So I really do hope like it branches out. So like I said, a lot of like I need I need a fierce you know competition back in the film industry where yeah you know, yeah it's a lot of original independent studios fucking thriving yeah. to you know get a lot of good original content out there. That's what I, I, we really need and not get trapped in you know the. 20 marvel films that come out a year mm -hmm. yeah yeah like i said you're like you're already tired of that you yeah, are I'm already, already tired, tired of, of that. Listen, i'm i'm tired of i'll say franchises uh -huh. I'm, i am kind of tired of them as much as i like some franchises mm -hmm. i am getting tired because it's just nothing new mm -hmm. i'm guaranteed to like i said if i go watch uh, a marvel film i'm mm -hmm. guaranteed to watch a superhero film mm -hmm. if i go fast and the furious i'm guaranteed to watch an action action movie that might involve cars mm -hmm. You know, John Wick, uh, I'm guaranteed a gunfight. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm guaranteed this stuff. So there's no surprises for me. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I would love to go back to the days or at least start, you know, those days again where competition. Mm -hmm. No, competition. you got, you're, you're fighting for my attention. Mm -hmm. Not trying to sell me the same thing again. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, a lot of these independent studios that they can find other distribution methods will have, you know, less of effect of, you know, these theatrical cuts, you know, director's cut yeah. which one's better a studio come in hacking up a film because you know they're trying to market it to like a complete different demographic audience that shouldn't be mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean also just before you know before, before we close off, up yeah yeah there is only a slight thing that makes you know i guess an, another which we didn't touch on is mm -hmm. the reason why there's a lot of director cuts mm -hmm. blu-ray sales that's that is yeah, true that that's that is true a lot of times it's just back it was dvd sales because it was like you get Dawn of the Dead or you get Dawn of the Dead director's, director's cut. cut. Yep. And, so you got to you know, have that Blu-ray. Yeah. So, so nowadays, it's like that Blu-ray, you got to watch it. your cash. Mm -hmm. You get the Blu-ray or you buy the edition that came with the original and director's cut. Ooh. But that's like, if, I get it for the business strategy. Yeah. I get Like, I fucking get it. You want to make the most money you can out of this. Mm -hmm. But fuck, man. Like, 
if you already had the full version in the back of your mind in the first place, just like fuck off. Yeah, just do it. Come on, it's <laughs> dude. When it comes to DVD sales, it's a whole other beast. Oh man, man, there are some DVDs where I like I want, or some Blu-rays like I want that one. Yeah, just but yeah. <laughs> DVDs and Blu-rays is basically kind of collectible type of items. So. Yes, it's I, I it's get the market. I get the market. Audience, you yeah. get that, you know. I definitely get that. All right, I think that's going to be a good place where we can close this close this one off. Indeed. Yeah. yeah Before so. we close it off, can we just acknowledge this chair is fucking squeaky as hell? <laughs> I know you guys have noticed it. Yeah, it's getting a little. I gotta, gotta oil this fucker. Yeah, it's man. getting a little squeaker over there. So n- nobody listening be like wondering if that's you. It's not. It's me. <laughs> All right. So if you're driving, you hear it. Like, don't freak out. It's but it's already too late. You're like an hour in. Yeah, you're an hour yeah. at this point. You yeah. should have said something at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Before we close out entirely, though, I do want to give out a small little message to our listeners. Mm-hmm. Gotta point that camera right at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Just look so right at that. Just a, maybe a slow little push in. Hmm. Nice little little summer filter in there, you know? Maybe, maybe a little glaze, you know? Because this is going out to all of our listeners. And it's an important message stating about our subscription to Patreon. And I get it. You have multiple people telling you to buy their things, subscribe to this thing, you know? Put your money over here and put your card over here. What's the three digits on the back of your card over there? But hey, if you enjoy listening to our stuff, give us a, a subscription buy a subscription from us. I mean, it would it would do us wonders. We have different ones ranging from $3 to $9, each one with its different own little perks. And with enough subscribers, we can be able to give you more content more often because eventually we want to be able to grow. We have areas to grow and we have a goal to meet, to meet and we definitely want to be able to reach it. And we can only do that if you subscribe. So if you subscribe, it's one step closer to our goal. And then who knows? You get a cool shout out, get some cool prizes. You get to be a part of that journey. <laughs> anyway, get rid of all this filter shit. <laughs> all right. Now you can close out properly. All right. We want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast. I'm curious about your thoughts on tonight's topic. How do you feel about theatrical cuts version or how do you feel about director's cut? Which one do you think it's better? You can leave a comment below if you're watching this on our YouTube channel. If not, we'll be putting this up on an open forum on our website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash redbandpodcast for our listeners to discuss episode topics and various other film-related news. We put out episodes every Friday. For our audio listeners, you can find the Red Band Podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, and of course our website, which I'll say again, www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash Red Band Podcast. Please like and subscribe and we'll see you next time. Later, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>